Welcome to another exciting edition of Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, and uh, like last time, Donnie and David is here. Hi, da- David. Hi, how are you? Ah, I'm, I'm hanging in. How about you, Donnie? How are you doing? Same, hanging in here. <laughs> I think I think we've all reached the, we've all reached the hanging in stage at this point. Yeah, well, I'm back at work now. I'm, I guess I became an essential worker. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would rather work than sit at home. Well, obviously. Not that there's anything. Yeah, I love hanging around with the family. It's it's fun, but I'm the kind of person that I I, even when the two weeks that I was off from work, I was still waking up every day at five o'clock. I wasn't setting the damn alarm. My body was like, it's time to get up. Yeah. So of course I'd wake up at five o'clock, take a shower, ready to go, but there's nowhere to go. The dogs don't wake you up. No. No. Uh. Maybe twice a year, one right. of them will sit at the bottom of the stairs and make small barking sounds like, I got to pee. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. See, see uh, ours, we've got a small dog, so he sleeps upstairs in the uh, in the bedroom. And so he, yeah, when he when he's hungry, then we kind of know about it. Yeah, well, our dogs are pretty good. Uh, mm. Smart dogs. In fact, David, as you know, Bella and Noah are our two dogs. Um they're quiet for the most part. I don't lock them in another room or keep them outside or anything. They're literally laying on the floor about 15 feet away from me. Yeah. And they're quiet. They won't make any noise. If someone came knocked on the door, they would. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but they're quiet. But the moment I sign off, there must be something in my voice that they know it. Yeah. Because well, they'll get up, come in here, like, okay, now we can go outside yeah. or something. Or, or maybe maybe body language as well. I, I always think dogs are very good at at watching your body language no they're in the other room oh, they right. can't see me well it's got to be something in my voice they or, know that I'm, I'm stopping whatever i'm doing yeah. see because they can't hear you guys yeah. so my dog thinks that for once a, a, an hour a week i go crazy and just talk to my <laughs> but it could be smell um it could be something could about be. about your smell changes when you decide you're going to do well, something I different. really loud at the end of the show once <laughs> I, I stop recording i mean there's that yeah, I I always think I always just have a fish wakes me up every morning. There's another one. I I always think think with my dog. Obviously, their hearing is very good, but I don't think his eyesight is very good. Um, but he can smell you because I I've no I notice sometimes they, you know, if I'm traveling away and they get they get me on FaceTime, they'll they kind of wave the tablet in front of his face to see if he recognizes or responds to my voice. He generally doesn't because if he can't smell me, I'm not there. Right. You know, they're, they're smart enough to know that. Yeah. They're like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll try to get the dogs to react to dogs barking in a YouTube video or something. Yeah. They almost never fall for it. The only right. time they've even come close is about, I don't know, two weeks after uh, Bella had her puppies taken away, mm-hmm. you know, to go live elsewhere. One of which is still alive, by the way. So they've, they've outlived their their litter yeah um i was playing some video and this lady had got uh, puppies there mm. or dog had puppies or something and the puppy started yiping and she came in just freaking out yeah. so that motherly instinct thing was still there Must be, yeah i i yeah. always suspect as well that kind of the way we reproduce audio for human ears 
I reckon dogs can tell the difference because they've got much better hearing than we, than we have. So it's probably the you know the the way we you can tell if somebody's talking on a a laptop mic or a tinny speaker versus a proper sound system. Yeah, I reckon. I never that, thought about that. I reckon I that dogs right. hear it the same way. Do you have a dog, Donnie? Nope. We yeah. just have a fish. You have a fish. We have we have this little tank. I think it's maybe ten gallons, if that. I don't even think it's that. It's probably a five gallon tank. Pretty small. And uh, it's got like a, uh, a the little mermaid thing in it, mm-hmm. and it's for small fish. And about eight years ago, we got twelve, thirteen fish, the, the little tiny ones, right? They don't, they don't. The biggest one maybe, maybe, will go from, oh, I don't know, my middle finger, my two knuckles. That's about as big as it's going to get, if that. Probably not even if that. So maybe three inches tops, right? Mm-hmm. And we've never bought fish again, never. So I, I, it, I've seen fish die in there, and I've seen tiny, 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 tiny little brand new baby board fish. So I figure at this point we're probably on the probably the twenty first, twenty second generation of fish wow. in there. <laughs> I've never, I've never done anything. I feed them once a night, right before I go to bed. I feed them. Uh, I change the filter and the water occasionally, and that's it. I don't do anything. Uh, that's right. Give it another 15 generations or so, and they'll be building a little city in there. They'll have an electric light, you know, little little fish cars. <laughs> I change, I've got this the one of those LED strips, you know, that change colors with yeah. the remote. Uh-huh. I've got one of those. It's supposed to go in the tank, but I've just got it sitting on top of it, shooting down. And maybe every two or three days, I'll change the color. And if yeah. we lose power, or in fact, I turn off the, the the strip, the power strip that that's plugged into, yeah, because the the pump thing makes noise, and I don't like having that running while I'm podcasting. Mm-hmm. So I turn it back on. The default setting for that light is to flash and go through all the different you know colors and combinations and everything it can do, which is fine, <laughs> except sometimes I forget to change it, so. The fish have to basically deal with a disco strobe light for like hours before I remember. So you tell that story, yeah. The whole time, the whole time you're telling that story, I just have that vision of those little alien puppets from Toy Story looking up in the sky and going, "The claw," and they're going, "The light." (laughs) Well, they can't blink. The poor things, like Jesus Christ, you're gonna have seizures in here. What are you doing to us? But that's been going on since we've been podcasting for the last, I don't know, five years I've had that light. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to have any adverse effect on them. Well, you don't know. <laughs> you know they, they've all got massive migraines. They're just waiting. Yeah. Each generation is waiting for death so they don't have to put up with the light anymore. <laughs> that's why I've had so many generations. That's they right, kill yeah. them. Age. It's funny, I'm though. Right the wall. In there, and I'll see... You know, a a, a a two millimeter tiny, I mean, not even that, just the tiniest little baby fish you could ever possibly imagine. And there's like four or five of them all swimming close together. And I'm like, oh, someone had babies. Yeah. In fact, one of them is pregnant right now. I can look in there and, and see, because I can see the back of it from my desk. One of them's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, those fish probably live maybe, maybe a year, if that. Yeah. And, and, I've I've never bought fish in all this time. In fact, there's probably more money's worth out of the first batch. 
Yeah, just that first batch. This is their generations. It's kind of cool. Um, I watched the new Star Wars movie again. Have you guys caught that since it came out on video? Yep. Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. So you've seen it just the one time, David? Yeah. What? This is how many times have you watched it now, Donnie? A couple. And probably a couple now. Maybe three. Yeah, that's about what I watched it now. What is your impression, Donnie, now after having watched it a couple times? I still like it. I like it after the first time I saw it. And um You I like, still it, like more? it now. What? You did you like it more after repeated viewings or you like it less? And I don't know. You know, I was really excited to see it a second time. And I don't I guess it didn't it probably didn't live up to the hype of remembering seeing it in the theaters, but I still enjoy it watching it. Yeah. Do you have any issues with it? Not that I think. I don't think so. I just watch it and don't even think about it. <laughs> no. That's the best way to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true about most movies. Um, why haven't you watched it again, David? This just, time just, or? Uh, well, I'm, it's, I don't, it's not on Disney Plus yet, is it? Uh, no, uh-uh. no. So um, basically, if I wanted to watch again, I'd have to go out and find it, and I just haven't been motivated to do that. Um, it's well, it's I kind of funny. I, I think about it, and I think, I think, um, you know, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had some problems with it. Um, it, but it, I I have been thinking about this a bit because since we got Disney Plus, we've we've kind of gotten to tradition. Charlotte's uh, nearly eleven now, so we've we've got to tradition of kind of introducing her to the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we started with... She really wanted to see the Avengers, so we actually started with the first Avengers movie, which she really, really enjoyed. But obviously there was a lot of characters in there. She didn't really, you know... She didn't understand exactly who they were or anything. So then we went back and started watching, you know, right from the beginning, we watched Iron Man, we watched Thor and that sort of thing. And she's really enjoying these movies. And I was really struck by watching... Some of them I haven't seen for some time... Um, and I was really sp- struck by how well they hold up to repeated view- viewing, some more than others. But, um, yeah. you know, Iron Man 2 is a little bit okay, but not, not fantastic. But the first one is still brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That first Iron Man movie is yeah. great. Yeah, It the, really is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. The first, first Thor movie, for instance, has some flaws, but nevertheless is still a good movie. You know, it really kind of brought the the kind of a, the, that character home um and uh yeah we we kind of we'd be kind of working our way through some of these films she's enjoying all of them um and you know it did it did occur to me while watching them you know these movies really hold up to repeat viewing whereas some of the star wars movies do not by a long stretch you know well, you, I, they go off I, after you've watched them the first one one or two times you know you can't kind of you notice more of the problems with them Oh, I watched the first Ant Man the other day, and that is a really good movie. Yeah, we watched. In fact, we we watched that as well, even though it wasn't quite in the in the continuity we were kind of introducing it to. We watched it because we knew it was a really fun movie, uh, and she really, yeah, again, she really enjoyed it. I uh, I watched, I rewatched Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker again. I've seen it three times now. I think it's a piece of crap movie. <laughs> It's just so bad. The the there's so many stupid pl- plot holes in it. 
Um, are the bad guys really? The What's that? Have you read the book? No, I won't even bother. The book has so much more information in it than the movie. Yeah, but if it doesn't happen in the movie, who cares? Because that's the, the driving factor of Star Wars. As much as I always enjoyed uh, the expanded universe before they came out and said, nope, none of that is canon now and we're starting over. If it doesn't happen in the movies, I, I don't care. And, it, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't count. Not only that, I'm kind of reluctant to give people a pass for that because yeah. if you can't explain it in the way you edit the movie together, so it's either obvious without having to be explained or you know or, or alternatively it's in the script somewhere if you have to kind of issue additional media kind of like the cliff notes to help you get understand some of what's going on in the movie then it comes across and i don't know whether this is true or not with the rise of skywalker but it comes across as a, a response to people pointing out glaring flaws yep. in the plot yep that's exactly right my problem with this movie is the leaps of logic uh, the biggest well, there's a couple. The whole riding horse on top of a Death Star or on top of a Star Destroyer is stupid. Well, we can't aim our guns because it, they're on. Then you're in a spaceship. Turn it upside down. Problem solved. All the horses just fell off. I think somebody was hoping the horses would be big hits for the toys. Oh, that's exactly right. You know, here... And then the whole, I hold the knife up standing in a certain spot and no one ever told him what spot. But no, look, it lines up with the crash Death Star and there's a little arrow and that's where, stupid. Oh my God. This isn't Goonies, people. I mean, it was so dumb. Um, and it just goes from one exciting thing to the next. At the, Here's the problem. With the movie that came before, everyone was complaining that Johnson ignored the force awakens and just flush down some of these. Okay. The big bad guy. Ah, we're going to kill him off real quick. Uh, who's raised parents. Ah, they're nobody. We don't care. And we're just going to move beyond that. Cause we don't care. And everybody complained. Well, you could, you ignored the movie that came before. And I, I was one of the ones that did that. Yeah. Well, this movie does exactly the same thing. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Everybody's like, Oh, this is great. No, it's not great. Um, why is Lando in this movie? Who who cares? Now, as fans, we go, "Hey, there's Lando." Um, now, the, the reason the reason they put the reason they brought Lando in is because if if um, Carrie Fisher hadn't died, Lando would not have been in this movie. It was basically we want an we want a character from the original movies who's aged to kind of underpin the link between the original movies and this one. And Carrie Fisher is not available because she's died, so let's bring Lando in instead. And it, yeah. and it's it's obvious they do that because he just pops up whenever required, you know. And and it makes well. Here's the big thing in Avengers Endgame: Captain America is standing there, bloodied. His shield is broken. Thor and Iron Man are both down. He's the only thing standing there. And and Thanos is just going to take him out. And even so, he brings his whole army in. And you're like, Cap has no chance. But yet he's standing there. Mm -hmm. And then you can hear the, the crackly on your left from Falcon, which, of course, is a callback to Civil War. Yeah. You know, on your left. Oh, it was such a... And you and, and you can see his expression and, and 
then the Avengers show up and you're just like, oh my God. And it's such a cool moment. And then they try to do that in the last Skywalker when Lando shows up. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. It has no emotional impact at all. It's like, yeah, who cares? Um, you you never see who these other pilots are except, oh, occasionally we're going to show. Oh, look, there's Wedge and Tilly's. Except you don't know who that is unless you're a diehard Star Wars fan and you look it up afterwards. Yeah. You know, it, there, it's just bad. It's bad storytelling. They need to retire the Star Wars movies for a while and let someone come in that actually has a plan and an actual story. There's no story. Here's the thing, guys. There's no stories between these trilogies. None. What's the story? That the Empire rises again and they beat him again? That's the story? There's no story. Yeah. Who, who's the main character? What's this big thing that the, the Finn has to tell the chick the whole time? Is it Finn? Is yeah, Finn. Yeah. And through the whole movie, he's yelling, "Ray, shut up!" <laughs> oh my god, it's so annoying. I saw a cut on YouTube someone put together, and he does it like ten times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, it's just bad. It there's there's no you know Chewie doesn't die when the shuttle goes boom, you know he doesn't. Hmm. And then when the one little alien. E.T. looking chick hands him the medal at the end of the movie. Fan service much? Yeah. Just trying to correct. Oh, Chewie should have got a medal too. So he gets Leia's. I the, I heard that apparently this movie was kind of storyboarded by committee where they, they oh basically God, created... Story. Yeah, they created a whole load of scenes and then they kind of figured out a plot to join them together, which is absolutely the worst way to develop a, a film like this. I think you're absolutely is better. Sorry. The last Jedi is a better film. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, at least it I tr- don't like the last yeah. Jedi. Right? <laughs> at least it tries to go, um, you know, go for a narrative structure. This, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, a, it's those worst types of movies, the sort of thing that Michael Bay does, which is a series of action scenes kind of threaded together and kind of, you, you know, you try and put people, put people in them. Uh, and it's worse than that because it, it's it's doing it in a very calculated way to try and and, and evoke those fans that fan service. Um, it, it I enjoyed the film, but it left me deeply deeply unsatisfied. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's worse after repeated viewings. I really do. Yeah, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi all get better after repeated viewings. Um, the uh, what's the other one? Han Solo, not so much. Um, Rogue One. Rogue One is as good. It, Rogue One is a brilliant film. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get into Rogue One. Really? Have you tried watching it a second time? No, I watched it for about ten minutes and lost interest. I think it was on maybe even Netflix or something. I'll, I might try it again while I'm home all this time. But well, I won't spoil the ending for you. Um, <laughs> No, but it, but even with Rogue it, One, that that's all succ- of the new ones. Yeah, but that's that succeeded despite everything that went on in the background, and this one had the same problems. Um, you know, studio interference. The uh, the head of the studio and the and the kind of top team wanting to get involved in the creative process, not trusting their directors. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so much so that they effectively fired the director and had Ron Howard reshoot a good chunk of the movie. Um, or was that solo? I forget. Anyway, yeah, but but they they basically they did a whole load of reshoots on Rogue One and basically changed the entire third act. Um, yep. And this is and the, you can tell by looking at the previews and the trailers yeah, exactly because there's a lot of scenes yeah. that are not in the movie. And and this is the problem with this franchise all over is that in certain areas they leave the creatives alone to get on with it and it really works really well and the mandalorian and the clone wars are very good examples of that but but when it comes to the actual movies there's too much interference and they're just ruining them they're just absolutely well, ruining I think them it goes beyond that when you have a universe like you have in star wars and you, all you have to do is look at disney's own properties you put someone in charge who actually understands the characters and the universe that they exist in. And when I say universe, I'm not talking about space and all that. I'm yeah. talking about the world building. Yeah. That understands the mythology that underpins the whole thing and that actually has a plan. Okay, these are the movies that we're going to make. These are why each one of these movies exists from the narrative structure of this universe that we're creating. They don't all have to tell the same story or continue the story, but they all exist and they all have to play by the same rules. We're going to hire some really good writers we're going to hire some really good directors. We're going to be hands off until we have to step in to make sure that they are following the way we want this universe to go. Marvel did it in a way and kept with Kevin Feige in charge that will never be duplicated again. I mean, it is the last 12 years of what Marvel did. And remember the first Marvel movie, they didn't, they weren't owned by Disney at the time. No. Um, what they did with those movies and and it was a it got off to a rocky start but well after iron man i should say but you can see the groundwork even going way way back did you see the easter egg that they just showed that no one got before there was an easter egg in the last avengers movie that harkened back to um tony stark's first iron man movie where she gives him the the thing that says proof that tony has heart has the heart yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You saw that Easter egg? Yeah. 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 It's it's well, you I think you're thinking the wrong thing, David. It's the it's when they're all standing around the Avengers getting ready to go back in time and they all put their hands in. They did a sh uh, a still picture of the arc reactor in the award and that scene and it's supposed to harken back to that first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Brilliant. Br uh, oh my god. That is just it's, it's brilliant. There's nobody at Lucasfilm that should be in charge or that understands the property at all. Nobody. Don't you? You wouldn't give Dave Filoni that. He's not in charge. No, he's not in charge. He's in charge of his bits. <laughs> and they leave him alone. And, and they leave tell. him alone, and he turns out. That's the point I was making. And he turns out good stuff. I mean, I don't know whether he'd be interested in taking it all on, but um, he'd be. I think he'd be a a, a good steward of that if they were to let him but i the, I, th I think unfortunately the way they're structured at, at lucas um i don't think they could do that you can't you couldn't do that with kathleen kennedy in charge because obviously that's, she, that's, that's not she, what she, she wants to be, do she needs to be fired yeah she needs to go I, here's my so, and i've been kind of an advocate for this but i don't know some people because what a lot of people don't know is as well as Kevin Feige's done with the Marvel Universe, he's actually a bigger Star Wars fan. Yeah. That's his huge passion. He's actually going to do a Star Wars movie. 
So a lot of people, including me at first, said, him in charge of, of the whole Star Wars universe. Get rid of Kennedy and put him in charge because he knows how to do this. And the Star Wars we would get from him planning out the next 10 years worth of not just Star Wars movies, but TV shows and, and everything. I have 100% confidence that he would be brilliant. Yep. But I don't want him to leave Marvel. No. Um, look, the problem is with all of this is that Star Wars still makes a ton of money no matter what they do with it. So unless yeah. unless it starts going really, really wrong, and I think they had a bit of a wake-up call with Solo, but... Um, well, not if you... No, I, I would disagree with you. All you have to do is look at Rise of Skywalker. As bad as Solo is, Rise of Skywalker is way worse yeah but it made so made loads of money before. so as far as it and made and it made loads of money with the toys and all the other things as well and no it's, it didn't it's make still, a lot of money well it, 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 it made less than the movie before it yeah well we'll see what they do but i, I think the problem is it's it wasn't like such a flop that they had they necessarily going to turn around and say you know we need to rethink the whole thing and the problem is is that I think as a business, what they don't recognize is that if you don't have the good good movies, then the rest of it, the toys, the spin-off stuff, the TV shows, the theme park rides and all of that doesn't work as well because you need to have people, you know, keeping interest in this franchise. There's a hell of a lot of people who are into Star Wars today who weren't even alive when the first movies were made. True. You know, in fact, there's a lot of people who are into Star Wars today probably weren't were barely alive or barely born when the when the prequel trilogy was made. I mean, we forget how long this franchise has been going now. So you've got to keep people interested with fresh content. And and I think part of the problem with Star Wars is there's not enough fresh content. A lot of the stuff that gets churned out is just retread of the same ideas that George Lucas had in 1977. And, it, yeah, and it, it needs to move on from that. Happens. I think. I think this. You know, looking at the last trilogy in particular, I think there should have been far less emphasis on the Jedi. Uh, there should have been um, it not just not a retread of the Empire. I think it would have been far more interesting if you'd have if you'd have taken, you know, a group of a group of planets in the Galactic Republic who had their own things who who basically co-opted uh, Empire technology from the ruins and did something with it, rather than somebody just basically being empire mark ii which is what we got in this movie um you know there are plenty of different ways this could have gone without having to do what they did was basically was it was a a weaker remake of the first trilogy um and they didn't do that ray i think was a wasted character she was great in the first film absolutely great and and the whole intrigue about who is she how is how is she doing this um you know how where is she going to come from where is she going to go to was was just it was frittered away in the in the, the, the next two movies it was it was I just think, a wasted opportunity they needed, have, they needed to have a plan from the beginning that stretched through the three movies yeah which obviously they, they didn't because they went from the first one and then the second one they totally went off changed the story from the first one and then jj abrams basically squeezed two movies into the last one because yeah. he wanted to finish the story he started yeah mate. and they should have just like jay yeah. abrams done the whole thing from the beginning and i think it would have been the third movie wouldn't have seemed as rushed as it was yeah it would have had more time to develop it and stretch it out but they also could have in the first movie tied up all the old loose ends 
and let yeah. the second two do be their own thing. Yeah, that that would have been better. And, and of course, you know, they were slightly derailed by the death of Carrie Fisher because they obviously had plans for her. And um, right. the fact that the actress wasn't available and they decided they weren't going to recast, they weren't going to, you know, I think they tried to do the best they could with that situation. But again, it was shoot. You're absolutely right. It was all extra narrative shoehorned into that final movie that that kind of just, you know, it didn't it didn't help the plot along at all. Um, no, they should have. They should have changed plans the moment they lost Carrie Fisher. Yeah, they should have delayed the movie a year, completely rewritten it. And I know some people don't like this, but I would have killed her in the crawl. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. or they could have. Didn't she die before the last Jedi? Did she die after the last Jedi? Right, right yeah. after the last Jedi. Well, not not only so that. Kind of yeah, that movie. but the thing is, is that again, a huge narrative problem here, right? There's this whole the whole thrust of the start of um of the Force Awakens is that Luke has disappeared. The last Jedi, yeah, has disappeared. Nobody knows where he is, and everything the galaxy falling apart because there's no there's no um semblance of what remains of the Jedi or anything. And then we get to the third movie and it turns out that Leia was a Jedi, she was fully trained, she had her own lightsaber, never mentioned it to anybody. And, and so at that point you go out, how many how come Luke was so important? You're not telling me that Leia acting as a Jedi would not have held things together in a better way than having him around, particularly as he had right. a failure from his school and, and a guy yep. who went evil. Yeah, and yet they just kind of throw it in. Well, of course, Leia was a Jedi. Of course, she trained Rey. Of course, she was a mentor. And it's just like, what? You know, yeah. you're absolutely right. They'd have been better There's to. So many... They should have just rewritten the whole thing. Yeah. Or, or better yet, at the end of the third movie, they lose. I would have, I would have maybe killed off Ray or one of the main characters. Uh, I wouldn't have made super star destroyers that can blow up planets. I wouldn't have done any of that crap. But I would have made it so at the end of this trilogy, the heroes actually lose. I would not have brought back the uh, Emperor. I would have made Kylo Ren the big, big bad. I never would have had a redemption arc for him because it doesn't work. I mean, he murdered his own father in cold blood. Um. I, I, there was nothing to redeem there. And then they redeem him and kill him off immediately. It's just stupid. Um, but I would have made him the bad guy. And at the end of the trilogy, it's kind of right where the first Star Wars movie began. I, I think, the first yeah, you know what? And you now know who- have movies going forward instead of retreading everything that's, you know, prequels and sequels and all that. It would have just been standalone movies about, you know, a new Jedi Order rising or bounty hunters and how profitable it is in the new empire. And that's what I would call it, the new empire. Mm. You would have had the big bags for the next 10 years, which every now and then Kylo Ren pops up and, oh, my God, Kylo Ren. Um, it, It would have set up the next decade worth of stuff. Instead, nothing. We yeah. get nothing for this. I I would have made Jar Jar Binks the mastermind behind yeah. the whole thing. I would have embraced that internet theory and uh, yeah, not not Palpatine at the end, but Jar Jar Binks. Um, yeah, I as... never would have killed off Luke Skywalker. No, uh, I would have killed Princess Leia in the crawl. You know, Han Solo had to die because so uh, Harrison Ford didn't want to do the role anymore. Yeah, um, that's fine. He's a he's a character you can kill off. 
Um, you you got another one in these new characters that you can kind of run with, but I, I would have killed off one or two of the main characters at the la- in this last movie. I would have made it so the bad guys win. Everyone's freaked out at the end. Oh my god! Could you imagine the fandom? The bad guys won at the end. Yes, they did. Now we got amazing movies and stories to tell for the next ten years on Disney Plus, on in the movie theaters. Um, and who's the big bad at the end of this next 10 years? Kylo Ren. And you get to see this guy really become evil. That would have been brilliant. We would have loved that. We would have been talking about this series for years and years to come. As it is, it's just, it's, it's crap. It's just, they just did such a bad job. I mean, right now, if they come out with a new Star Wars movie, who's the big bad, by the way? No, we don't know. We've known Thanos was the big bad for seven years in the Marvel Universe. And what a payoff. We had to wait this long to get Kyler or uh, to, to actually see Thanos in action. We've got him in two movies. And he's an awesome bad guy. I would rank Thanos. I know we did our top villains a couple weeks ago. I would actually rank Thanos now right up there because on repeated viewing, Oh my God! When he's sitting there, when Iron Man, Captain America, and uh, come out and they're staring at him, and he's just sitting there. Oh, what he's so good! Yeah, uh, I think I, mean, I think you're right. Uh, Thanos being the number one villain villain is pretty much inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> I think they should bring him into Star Wars. Yeah. Did either of you watch Rebels? Yeah, I watched yeah. Rebels. Yeah, I think they, I I think they could bring that back. With Ahsoka supposed to be coming back into um, the Mandalorian next year. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, who's a brilliant actress. I love Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I kind of fell in love with her in Clerks too. The character she plays in that movie, I kind of fell in love with her. Um, but she's got a spunkiness that I think is perfect for the role. Yeah, it's perfect. And I, I think they could bring thought. Um, was it Thrawn? Was that his name? Thrawn. I think they could bring him back as the big bad and do the story that way. Oh, and I think so too. Rebels and um, what happened to Ezra at the end and the whole search for him. Yeah, that that's something, but it has to happen in in the current setting. Yeah, you need, the, to, you need to bring it forward, don't you? You need yeah, to come out of that. Going back. Yeah, you need to come out of those those things that happened a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. Yeah, we, we need a, a, a fresh start. You know, they're talking about a standalone Ray movie. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I think she's not a very good actress when it comes to... Um, oh, my garage. I'm glad you're recording, David, because my garage band just crapped out on me oh i'm not recording (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i think that there's so much that could be done yeah i i disagree with you on daisy ridley i think she's a great actress i and i thought she was phenomenal in the first movie i just think she's been working with lousy material and i think she's done i think think she's done the best she can with with what what became a less dimensional character with every single movie um yeah. you know and by the end of it yeah she's just basically she's the force awakens she, yeah. is a really good movie it really is the force awakens is i love it yeah 
I could watch The Force Awakens multiple times. Yeah, it, it still had some of the same flaws that this last one did in, in terms of plots and, and that sort of thing, but it was a much better movie. It was definitely the best movie of the three. Yep. Oh, no yeah. question. You know, but I, so, let, so let me tell you something, um, just as a, as, a, as a context to this. So I said um, that Charlotte, an 11-year-old, is, is now into the Marvel movies and all that. We said to her, well, should we watch, do you want to watch some of the Star Wars movies? She says, no, I'm not interested in that. See, if you've got an 11-year-old who's not interested in Star Wars, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. I have an 11-year-old who's been watching all the Star Wars movies for the past three days, and he's up to Return of the Jedi now. Yeah. Oh, so he, he's, he's about he's about to experience his first big disappointment in life. He's seen, he's seen them all already. <laughs> all right, okay. But yeah, across the street started doing that, so he's like, oh, well, I'm going to do that too. So, I've, I've um, got to say, I would take... I would take the Phantom Menace over probably the last two movies at this stage. Um, you know, in terms of I hate to say it, but I might too. Yeah. I you know what I yeah. kind of I I did kind of like the Phantom Menace. There were parts of it I didn't like, but I that was the first time we got to see the Jedi at the height of their powers. You know, when they yeah. were absolute badasses and just two of yeah. them were something to be feared, or one and apprentice was something to be feared. I thought that was great yeah the whole Jar Jar stuff was stupid and you know the whole situation that was architected to have the thing in the boo was stupid and you know yeah there was there was lots of problems with it but having said that I still kind of really enjoyed it more than perhaps you know and it's probably one of the ones as I've seen it again and again um over the years you kind of enjoy the bits you like liking it more while also still hating the bits you don't and that final and the final fight sequence with uh, with Darth Maul and uh, and Kygon and and um, and Obi Wan is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I will say some of the music from that movie is oh, some yeah. of the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, Jewel of the Fates is like is is, probably, oh, yeah. is nearly as iconic now as a piece of music as um, yeah. as the Imperial marches. Yep. You know. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I would say it's really really good. I'm actually sick of the Star Wars theme music. When I listen to Star Wars soundtrack, that's the one I skip all the time. I'm like, yeah, eh, I don't hear that anymore. Yep. It's it just, I don't know. I think the Star Wars theme is like the, um, the Superman, the Christopher Reeve Superman theme. Yes. Yeah. That's a brilliant piece of music, of course, written by John Williams. Yep. Let's switch gears. Um, 180 degrees. I sent you guys a link. I've been I've been thinking about these movies lately too, and uh, there's a lot of them. And I bet you guys have seen most of these. It's I've the only Rocky. seen three of them. You've only seen three of the Rocky movies. I can never get into Rocky. I think when I was younger, I remember seeing Rocky three, maybe because Mr. T was in it. We went to see it. I don't know. And I saw Rocky four. Was five with his son. I yes. don't remember what five was. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. I, I'm in a similar situation. I've only seen, I've seen up to Rocky four. I did not see the one with his son. Um, I haven't seen any of the Creed movies. Um, Me neither. Um, I'm surprised you guys haven't watched these. Um, Rocky, the whole series, there's ups and downs. I think starting at Rocky four, five and six are, well, is that it? No. Yeah. Four five and six are bad movies. Um, you know, when, 
I watched the first Rocky movie. I was blown away. I can't believe you've never seen the first Rocky movie. No, I've seen the first one. The, I may have seen bits and pieces on cable. Yeah. It's um it's definitely a 70s movie, but yeah. it's one of those movies I the Rocky does not win at the end of that movie. No. Spoiler. Yeah. That he loses. Well, well that's that, that I mean the whole I always felt like um with Rocky 2, it was like a bit of a... I always thought Rocky was meant to be a standalone movie. So when Rocky 2 came along, it was like, okay, well, the studio wanted more. So this is what we're going to come up with. We're going to restage the movie, but let him win. Um, and uh, but It's realistic, though. Yeah, it is. It's, in it's, the first movie, you know, it's character-driven. And, you know, he's falling in love with the shy girl, the champion of the world for the centennial you know 1976 it's the bicentennial of the u.s and they're going to was that what it was no it was the bicentennial yeah it's the bicentennial um you know he wants to have a fight in philadelphia so he goes and picks uh, a, a local boxer yeah and doesn't take it serious at all and but I mean, he is the champion of the world he's apollo creed he's an amazing athlete and Rocky does take it serious, yeah. you know, even oh, no. though he knows yeah. he's going to lose. He, you know, he, he knows he's going to get his ass kicked. And he still, he tries hard. The champ isn't prepared for his power and his tenacity. He wins at the end, but it was actually pretty damn close. It was a lot closer than most people thought. Yeah, Rocky didn't expect to win. He was happy to be there. It, it, you know, it was a great movie. So it was, yeah, it was. It, don't get me wrong. I, I really loved the first Rocky movie, and um, you know, it demonstrated Sylvester yeah, Stallone as as a, a as a great writer as well as a great actor. Yeah, and I like the second one because now, after almost winning, came so close. Now he's a folk hero in his hometown. Everyone loves Rocky. And he's going to get a rematch because everyone is demanding it. Everybody. Yeah. And Rocky actually doesn't even think he wants a rematch because he lost the fight. And in Apollo, people are questioning him. Should he, this guy be a champion? I mean, he almost lost to this Southpaw brawler. I mean, he has to have a rematch. He has to prove that he is the champ. You know, the dynamic is there. I mean, mm. he, who really should have won this fight? Now, Rocky, you think, well, he should have lost the second one, too. Not necessarily. He came pretty damn close. And now that he's fought the guy, now he has a real game plan. Yeah. But you know? I, I still, I think the whole premise of Rocky 2, though, like Rocky, the movie, the original one, felt like it was meant to be a standalone oh, piece. It was supposed to be a standalone, yeah. standalone and, piece. And so, and so, you know, I. Uh, Looking looking back and knowing what I do about the boxing, the you know the boxing industry, I think there were more interesting stories to tell in the second one than having fight Apollo Creed again. Um, oh, you know. I agree, but you had to make him a champ. Well, you yeah, but make, yeah, they could have done that a different. They could have done that a different way without just basically refighting the first movie. Uh, you know the way the way boxing works. Maybe maybe it didn't work like this in the seventies, but the way it works nowadays is is if you have a if you have a title fight, yeah, and you show you show yourself up well, that gives you further opportunities to fight other fighters. Sometimes you switch weight class or something like that to, you know, kind kind of build yourself as a, as a top tier fighter. Yeah. And but I, you gotta remember he fought the champion. Who's he going to fight after that? 
He he went into this fight as an underdog. Yeah. Almost won it. He almost won, which means that anybody would anybody out. would pay to see him fight anybody. That's that's kind of the point. Right. But but where's the big money? Look, he A went, rematch. Yeah, well in in real boxing, David, rematches are where the big money is. If one guy just barely wins out, especially in an underdog situation like this, everybody wants a rematch. Everybody. There's no question. So it, from that, from a real boxing perspective, you're 100% wrong. Everybody would want to see that rematch. Nobody wants to see Rocky fight some other guy to get back up to the point where he can challenge the champion again. Nobody wanted that because they just saw him fight the champion and he almost knocked his ass out. The champion was hurt. Oh my God, I got to see a yeah. rematch of this one. So that, that's 100% credible. Now, after that, it gets a little stupid. <laughs> uh, although Rocky Three isn't too bad in that, okay, now he's the champ. He's got a big head. Mickey's avoiding all the tough fights. Yep. And here's this new guy who's kind of like what Rocky was, comes up. He's a powerhouse. He takes out Rocky. Rocky has to retrain. You know, he has to... to do the whole I'm going to be a right hand boxer now um, trickery and he wins yay it's a champion again Rocky Four, stupid Apollo dies yeah Rocky Four was well again talking about retreads Rocky Four was basically retread Rocky 3 only using the Soviets instead of a up and coming boxer exactly and that yeah. was stupid and Rocky I at the first couple times I watched Rocky 5 I actually didn't mind it you know, I like the fact that he wasn't going to get in the ring. And he doesn't. The big fight at the end is a street fight, mm-hmm. which is, meh, okay. Um, and then the movies, the, the franchise was done for all, for 16 years. Just gone. No. Is it 16? Yeah, 16 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And then they come out with Rocky Balboa. A fitting end to the whole series. Adrian is dead. The scenes of him going to uh, the graveyard with a chair to sit there and talk to Adrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's, uh, you know, a, a long retired boxer and he owns this little restaurant and, you know, his whole shtick is he talks to the, the patrons and talks about boxing. Totally believable. And yep. the Rocky in that movie and Rocky Balboa is the same Rocky from the first movie. It, it, it really feels like they just, to put all that other crap aside it's 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 a lot better than i think most people give it credit uh and then creed one and two feels like a reboot of the franchise but they're really good movies too well creed two isn't as great but the first creed movie is really good yeah so i think you guys should especially you down you should definitely go back and watch rocky and rocky two there are there's some brilliant acting great character development it's just just so good and it's you know what the funny thing is it's little things in this movie cuff and link is the name of the turtles <laughs> how brilliant is that did, and did you know those turtles are still alive and sylvester stallone still owns them really yeah he still owns cuff and link they're still alive turtles live long don't they they do but Think about that. The movies that you see, or the turtles you see from 19, and they filmed it in 75. So the the turtles that you see in 1975 in this old-ass movie are still alive and kicking and with Sylvester Stallone. He owns those turtles. Yeah, but the, are, are they, do they still fight in the ring, though? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Two of them. 
I think that's awesome. Yeah. Rob and Link are still alive and kicking. Yep. Here's the difference, though, between Rocky and the Star Wars movies. It's that Rocky still was the same vision throughout the whole thing, even yep. though some movies were bad and some were better than others. And I haven't seen them all, but Sylvester Stallone's vision, he's kind of like the main idea behind them. And Star Wars, like we were talking with the last three, he went from one idea to another idea back to the original idea. And they yeah, just bounced. Committee. Right. You know, I would not not to say Sylvester Stallone didn't have any stinkers in there, and I I, I think I showed that. I still think yeah. Rocky Three is a good movie with with uh, Creed with Mr. T. Yeah, or not Creed. Uh, what was his name in that? Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Yeah. Thank you. That he he played a good role. I mean, that's the thing that made Mr. T Mr. T. Yeah. Um, and you know, once you get past Rocky Three, they're all garbage until you get to Rocky Balboa. I would actually say Rocky, Rocky Two, and then Balboa are the top three of those movies. Wasn't Hulk Hogan in one of them? Yeah, he was in the one um, with Clubber Lang because he's doing a uh, a charity event at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and it's like a, it's not proper boxing; well, it's, it's just kind of a show. Well, it's wrestler against yeah. the the boxer. Yeah. Oh, you're kind of a big guy there, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he. I, 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 that's kind of the movie that made Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was until that movie. That was 82. And then he exploded on the scene after that. Yeah. It's got lots of ones full. Yeah. We got to blame Rocky two or Rocky three for a lot of things in society. <laughs> now. wasn't, um, wasn't Bill Cosby in that movie too. And Harvey Weinstein produced it. And yeah, I've seen, seen a pattern here. Um, I always like the Rocky movies. And it's hard to fathom that there's, what, eight of them? Nine of them. Yeah, I, I think I think that's part of the thing, is that from a nostalgia point of view, modern, modern day guys kind of forget how popular those movies were. Um, kind of, you wouldn't get a series that pop, a boxing series that popular nowadays. Um, well, think about the music in there. Yeah. Well, iconic music. Yeah. What's more iconic than the Rockies theme song? I have the tiger. No, that was a pop song in one of the movies. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was a, it was a massive hit. In fact, I, it was in, it was Rocky three. And I would say that that was a big part of the success of Rocky three is not, not just the movie itself, which was, you know, an okay movie, but the music kind of really hit a spot in popular culture. Um, but it doesn't hold up at all. Whereas I was mowing the lawn last year and I was streaming on Amazon Music music soundtracks, uh-huh. something to listen to. And I kept hitting skip because I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And I was in the backyard mowing and Rocky's music came on. And holy crap, I I just felt like mowing a whole lot more lawn. <laughs> but if I've, if I've the tiger had come on, then you just would have mown one big strip down the middle. No, I'd have made stripes. <laughs> I was referencing I don't know, I, Mr. T's hairstyle in that movie. So. I don't, well, <laughs> then it would have been strips on out of one, one big strip. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed the Rocky movies. I Even the bad ones have good stuff in them. You know what I mean? I think, I think don't... yeah, the, the difficulty with 
from a modern standpoint is that you kind of know where a movie like that is going now. How many times have we seen sports movies? And they're all kind of the same. I think Rocky set the template, you know, somebody who they're, they're either used to be good and aren't anymore or they're up and coming and they're not appreciated. Yeah. And they go through up and down struggles and they do a bit of personal growth along the way. And then at the end of the movie, they have the big event, but whether it be the well, baseball, here, baseball game or the basketball game or the fight or whatever it is. And right. you know, they triumph over some sort of adversity uh, and, and there you go. The difficulty is, is now that is such a trope. It's very difficult to make a movie like that anymore. So do you guys have any favorite sports movies? You, you brought it up, David. We'll start with you and then put it down. Let me think. I know. I, I We didn't plan this out, so no. it's... I would say, I mean, the, the one that the one that, that kind of has stuck in my mind, and maybe it's because it's one of the few sports movies I've seen in the last 10 years, is The Blind Side, the one about the... Um, the football player? The football player. I enjoyed yep. that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and at least, at least that was that was kind of uh, you know obviously it was dramatic license, but it was kind of based on real life. Um, well, yeah, the guy still plays football. Yeah, um, but uh, apart from that, it's hard to it's hard to remember. I've seen a few of them, you know. And as I what say, about you, Dad? The first thing that came to my mind was the Sandlot. Oh, the, uh, the baseball baseball team. Yeah, I, I don't remember the Sandlot. I know I've watched it. And some of those actors became pretty big actors. Yeah. And the kid, and James Earl Jones <clears throat> was in it. Um, oh, yeah, I cannot remember that movie for the life of me. It's just, it's just reminds me of childhood playing baseball and or just neighborhood games and stuff. It was, um, trying to think. and there was a sequel. I've never seen the sequel, but I don't think it's as good. And I think they're rebooting it as a series on Netflix are trying to sell it somewhere. Yeah, I think I saw that. But they're going to make a Sandlight series. I just added it to... I'm on a free uh, trial for Hulu, and it's on Hulu. 1993. Is it on Disney Plus? I don't know. You think it would be? It sounds like a movie that would be on Disney Plus. Let me check. Uh, Open a new window. Because I'd rather watch it on Disney Plus than Hulu, because Hulu likes to shoehorn commercials in there. Um, yeah, I've, I've launched Disney Plus. Yes, I know I'm like eight episodes behind on the Clone Wars. Well, I got to watch them with Cole because he wants to watch them all. And the problem yeah, the sequel's there. Yeah, ugh, screw the sequel. Um, so my favorite sports movie of all time is Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing that. Gene Hackman. It takes place yeah. in the fifties. He's a disgraced basketball coach. A friend of his at a high school invites him to to be their coach. It's kind of his second redemption chance. Haven't they just done a movie with Ben Affleck with virtually the same plot? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I watched it uh, the way back. He's a drunk. Um, it's really good. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was a little bit longer than it needed to be, though. Unfortunately, see, yeah. that's the case with a lot of movies. Yeah. They, they, see, being in Britain, we don't watch a lot of baseball movies, but uh, the 
baseball movies that stick in my mind are it's uh, basketball oh right okay but you but donnie was talking about baseball yeah the sandlots yeah. baseball movie which i've never seen um the ones that stick in my mind is the natural i remember really liking that yeah um and the uh what's the other one it's not the baseball movie one where um the one where they figure out how to play the system moneyball Oh yeah, that's a yeah. good one too. No, that's I just watched Moneyball, um, maybe a week and a half ago, and I I was amazed at how much I actually enjoyed it again. I was like, wow, this is really good. I mean, good. Granted, it's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I know he's super popular and all, but for a freaking reason, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Here's one that is on Disney Plus: The Rookie, with Dennis Quaid. I was like, well, um, really weird. I added the Sandlot to my stuff, and I don't see any way I can actually play it. Hulu sucks. <laughs> Ugh. Well, let's see if it's on. See, the reason I don't get Hulu, and I'm probably going to cancel. My, in fact, I I set a subscription or a reminder on my iPhone to cancel the subscription, is because I have uh, Xfinity. Yeah, and there is a crap ton of movies. In fact, I just launched an Xfinity. They still use Flash. Which, come on, guys, what are you doing? Um, if I go browse movies, it's going to show me stuff that you could buy and all that stuff too. Yeah. But free movies without ads. If I click that, there are. Um, oh. It used to give me a count. It's it's literally thousands of movies. Mm -hmm. You you could not watch. And there's other ones that are free with ads. Um, but on, yeah, see, I could watch this right now on Xfinity, The Sandlot. So, Hulu is just stupid. I don't. I get why some people get it because they probably cut the cord and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's got one of the worst interfaces I've ever seen. And I can't figure out what, I don't know why it's expensive. So is it, it's as expensive as it is. It's like, come on guys. How much does it cost? We don't have it here. Without ads, it's like 15 bucks a month or something. Wow. Yeah. It's stupid. How do they I'm make like, that work. Well, I don't think they're going to for long if they yeah. keep this people are going to drop it and there's a lot more options out there i'm i'm actually watching a series right now it's season six on amazon called bosch i don't know if you guys ever watched I've, Bosch. i've seen the ads for it and never watched it um it kind of came out of nowhere i know it's a book series but i've never read the books but i i watched the first series maybe five four or five years ago or so when it first came out and i was blown away by how much i enjoyed it it had a bunch of actors that I didn't really know a whole lot about. So I completely buy them in these roles and it, and it was really good. That first season is just really a great season and I'm enjoying the heck out of uh, season six. It came out, I don't know, this week or last week. I'm on episode seven already. I, I always like a series like that when somebody who's been a really strong character actor for a long time gets a lead role. Yes. Uh, and that's what this really guy good. is. Yeah. And I've seen that he is Harry Bosch in this yeah. series. There's no question. It, so if you guys are uh, an Amazon Prime subscriber, 
and you're looking for something, watch Bosch. It's a really good season. There's a couple that's not as good, but that first season is just brilliant. I mean, it's one of the best seasons in television I've watched. Great character development. You don't know where it's going. It's it's really a, a I don't want to say a masterpiece, but man, it's really good. Cool. Um, but no, it's 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 a good one. So you guys are typing away at something. What are you looking up? Not me. I'm on Disney Plus. We watched um a series called I think it was called Brain Games the other day. It was a National Geographic series. We just watched the first episode, but it was like um optical illusions and the way your brain kind of um sees things and tricks your brain things can trick your brain. It was actually my son didn't want to watch it at all. And after the five first five minutes, he was like, We have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> That's a good series. That's it's probably a National Geographic thing that I imagine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I watched uh, Onward on Disney Plus with Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched that was pretty good. Oh, I fell asleep halfway through. It was so really? Uh, it was just, it was, I don't know. I, I I know what the original premise was going to be. It, they weren't going to be these troll guys. It wasn't going to be imagined. It was going to be two scientists, brothers. Really? going to try to bring the father back. Yeah. That sounds interesting. And so, yeah, we just had a power failure on the mixer here. So the show rather abruptly ended. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more Geeks Pub. Thanks very much, Donnie. Sure. Thanks, Tim. Pleasure being here. Yeah, it's once again fun. Yeah. You know, sometimes you forget you're recording a show. You're having so much fun just talking about all these different things. That's that's it. It was uh, it was going along very well until the static hit and the, <laughs> the mixer died. So. Well, well, David finally got real equipment and forgot to plug it in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> finally, he finally got the good stuff. No, I, I think is when I first started, I was getting uh, a ground hum from the USB, so I, I disconnected it because I thought, oh, I've got batteries in here, it's fine, but I didn't realize how long they weren't going to last. So. Lesson learned. Yep. See you guys next week, uh, two weeks. See you then.